But today we we've had a bit of a, a break between our squads messages, but we're going we're catching back into it. And so if you're taking notes, the title will be squad with those kind of square brackets advantage goals. So we're looking at squad advantage goals, how we can be in a squad have an advantage, and that will be good. Is that good? So if you've got a Bible. If you've got a Bible, uh, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 17 and 8 to 13. There we go. We've got one click. Exodus chapter 17, 8 to 13. And I'm going to pray, though, again for the message now, and we're going to let God speak to us. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you can speak to us in any situation, in any moment. We thank you for your word, the Bible, that it can speak to us, that it, it is alive and it will speak to us. Give it. Let our ears be open, let our eyes be open to hear and see your truth, and may we leave this place better. And we all said, period. Oh, amen. Okay. You got it. <laughs> Who knows God hears our prayers? You've got to believe that. God hears your prayers. In the Bible, we, we're going to do a bit of context before we read that passage because we need to do the context. So God hears our prayers. And in the Bible, there's a people called Moses. Yes, we've heard of Moses. And the Israelites, and so the Israelites are in Egypt as slaves, right? And as slaves in Egypt, they cry out to God, say, God, we don't like being slaves, save us. And then God goes, they prayed, I've heard their prayers, now I'm going to answer their prayer, right? So who's anyone familiar with this situation? Good, we've got a few people, great. So then what God does, and this is what we've got to understand, is that if God can use us as people to answer prayers, so God goes, one youth is crying out for an answer of prayer. Well, he goes, I'm going to use a person to answer that prayer. An example would be for us, we go, God, we pray for a music team. So God goes, Ethan, I want you to be a musician. He goes, Nikita, I want you to be an answer to that prayer. Does that make sense? So we might pray prayers, but God goes, the answer is a person. So Israel was crying out to God for an answer of prayer to, out of their slavery. And he says to Moses, you are the man to free Israel. Does that make sense? So God, they had a prayer. God heard it and says, Moses is the answer to that prayer. Yes, we got that? Great. So then what happens is, so Moses is, has God tell him, so like Sean preached about a few weeks ago about the burning bush. In that experience, God says to Moses, Moses, you are the man to, leave, to lead these, your brothers and sisters nationality-wise out of slavery into freedom. And then Moses is whinging and complaining and all those sorts of things. Who, who knows your siblings when your parent asks them to do something and they're the ones that always whinge and complain? This is Moses. I can't do it. I'm a fail whale. All the sort of the things you could complain about, he was doing it. He, thought, he was saying to God, I am unusable, right? And so what, what happens is God says, Moses, what's in your hand, right? And so Moses looks in his hand and he goes, I've got a broom staff. Not really. He has a staff, not a broom staff, but he has a staff in his hand. But then, what, then so then what happens is, so he, then God says, get your staff and chuck it on the ground. So he literally, he goes, chucks on the ground. And then, hey, presto, a snake appears. And then the snake's like doing its snake things. And then God says, grab it by the tail. So then, you don't see the snake anymore. He grabs the, the tail and it turns back into a staff. Who's seen that? Is it? Um, yeah, Pharaoh. No, no, that's isn't that the Joseph one. What's the one? Of the is like that cartoon movie, Prince of Egypt, and he grabs a snake. And he's like, yes, back to my broom again, my broom staff. So, and then 
Moses is like, heck, like, did Jesus see that? I chucked that snake back in my hand, broom again, stuff again. But we see there that God used what was in Moses' hand to do something supernatural, right? But then what the sad thing is, and we got to learn from Moses, because I don't want to be a Moses. I don't want you to be a Moses. Moses saw this supernatural miracle of a, of a stick becoming a snake, going back to a stick again, and said, I, I, I have more faith in my insecurities than in God's supernatural power. He said, I have more faith that I'm a fail whale than God can use my life. And he still complained and he still whinged. Even though God did a mighty miracle in front of his own eyes, within his own hand, he couldn't believe God could use him despite his imperfections. Don't be a Moses. There you go. There's point one. Don't be a Moses. But then, so then Moses keeps complaining, has more faith in his problems than God. And in verse 14, God says, all right then, Use your brother Aaron. Bring your brother Aaron and get him to help you, right? So Moses makes this dumb decision and, has, and then his brother has to be a part of his journey. And so rather than God just using Moses to answer the prayer of the people, he had to use Moses' Moses's brother Aaron as well. So now this will make a little bit more sense because then in Exodus chapter 7, who knows the Bible isn't G-rated? Like it could be creepy. Like talk about like typical like staring... Like, turn the lights, go dim. It's like, and there was at night, it's like, ooh. Like, the, the Bible has got creepy, creepy stuff in it. An example is for now, because Moses failed well with God and Aaron is helping, Aaron's now got a staff, right? So Moses and Aaron are walking together to Pharaoh, and so they go to Pharaoh and say, Pharaoh, we're here to answer the people's prayer to get these people into freedom. And then Pharaoh goes, no. Well, they go, well, watch this. So Aaron this time does the same trick. Gets the, the, the broom staff, chucks it down, and hey, presto, a snake appears. Right? Then something creepy happens. This is where you don't want the lights to go down and have a candle and someone talking because this is just creepy. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, talked to his wise men, his sorcerers, and his magicians, and they did the same thing. They got their broom staffs, chucked them on the ground, and they became snakes. Now, I don't know about you. If God can do that, I'm like, cool, because that's God. But if some demonic power is getting broom staffs and making them snakes, I'm getting a little bit heebie-jeebie here. Like, what's going on? That's some weird demonic stuff. But the cool thing was is, yeah, you know what? Demonic can have power and be creepy, but Aaron's staff ate up their snakes. So we've got to understand that God's power is far greater than anything the devil wants to throw at you. Any kind of creepy snake that comes out, you're going, creepy out the night. No, you know what? My God's power can eat that thing up. So one staff became, or maybe it might have been 100 staffs became one. Because Aaron was just like, it's just like a game of, um, what's that one? It's like, dip, 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 dip. Pac-Man. It's like a game of Pac-Man. It's like, eating, eating. And then it was like, Aaron grabs his snake again back to one staff. So you've got to understand that. God's snake can gobble up all the bad snakes. But God's supernatural power is far greater than anything the enemy can throw at you. Oh, man. Who wants a story? Well, I'm puffed out with all this. Okay, so, spoiler alert, I went to school. I know. Can you believe it? So, and I did year nine. So, for those that are at Navi's, you may... this. You may be able to picture this in your head a little bit better. But in Navigator College, there's an a outdoor basketball court thing where they kick the buses over the weekends. 
it's like a black, so it's kind of like the car parky kind of ground. So, and then near there, there's a set of toilets, of boys and girls opposite each other, and there's a water fountain behind the girls' one, kind of. You know what I'm talking about? So, me and my lads, me and the boys, we're eating lunch, doing what you do, and we're getting a bit parched. What happens when you get parched? You've got to get some water. So, me and the lads, we'll, uh, we'll parch, going away to the drinking fountain, and we're like, you know, all that kind of drinking, however it works, drinking the water. And then this little kid comes up to us, and he was like, something wrong with this kid. He was like one of these pharaoh snakes or something. Grumpy, angry, like just like, it's like, what's wrong with this kid? And so me and my friends are just laughing and just doing whatever you do as friends. And then, then the kid walks off in a huff again, and we're like, what the heck was that about? And then, you know how you have like those soldiers they're teachers, but they're like soldiers and they carry like that first aid thing on duty and they're like, and you're like, oh, there's a teacher. So there's like some primary school teacher walking on duty and then her mind was like messed up. So she, we didn't realise it because we just mucking around having fun. She goes and tells off that little kid. Then she comes to us and we're just like, oh, hey, missus, we don't know your name. And she's like, why were you teaching that kid to fight? And we're like, tumbleweed rolls past. What are you talking about? We were all just having fun drinking some water, quenching our parched mouths. We weren't teaching no one how to fight. Now, this is where the fun part comes in for me. So then we, we do the rest of our lunch, quench our parchedness. The kid comes, because then you know where the bell goes, you've got to go back to your classroom. So he was going down to where his classroom was, which was past that water fountain. And he's like, you boneheads, you got me in trouble. And we're like, you got, you got us in trouble. We did nothing. The teacher thought we were teaching how to fight. Don't, what is a bonehead? I don't know. But I have that memory is something, you know when you just have those memories, you, just, you think about that and you laugh? I just laugh. I just think, you boneheads, you got me in trouble. Who even says that? But. The story that we're about to read, the Israelites were being boneheads. They were being weird and just silly and dumb. And so we're going to pick that up, okay? So, we, so in, in I, just, I can just see, I just hear the kid in my head. You boneheads, you got me in trouble. So, the Israelites are at this town called Rephidim, not Papadam, Rephidim. And the, the, what the problem was, like we know the game rock, paper, scissors, pretty simple. So the, the Israelites were being boneheads complaining, we got no water, we're parched. You came here to starve us, right? This is what the Israelites were complaining about. They were like me and my lads before we got to the water fountain. And so God says to Moses, grab your, your staff and then play, not rock, paper, scissors, play stick, rock, water. And so he grabs a stick Hits the rock and water was in abundance, right? And so water went everywhere and then it was like, sweet, we got the water. So that, that's, this is where we're at. So that at Rephidim, the place where Moses played stick, paper, no, stick, walk, water. Yeah, thank you. So that's where, that's, that's where we're at. So now we can read. Cool? We, we had to get through that backlog to get to where we're going. So verses... Chapter 8, Israel defeats the Amalekites. 
while the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. Or we'll say the broomstaff. So, uh, so, not Jesus. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Here's a thing here. Joshua did what Moses had commanded. We're at Youth Alive. We're singing a song. Simple obedience changes history. So Joshua's simple obedience changed history, right? Remember that. We'll keep reading. So meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed the, to the top of a nearby hill. So we, we see a squad there. Moses, Aaron, and Hur are a squad. And this is what we want, we want to focus on in these guys. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. Can someone say advantage? But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses um, soon became so tired he could, not, could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. They... Uh, then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in the battle. Simple obedience changes history. There's a yes. Oh, we won't, we won't go. We'll keep we'll singing. We see in what we just read there, the result of the battlefield is connected to the mountaintop. We saw that Joshua's victory was in correlation with Moses and his squad on the mountain. When the staff was lowered, the nation was losing. When the staff was raised, they won. What this tells us, our connection, our connection with the supernatural reflects itself in the natural. How's your prayer life? Because we'll see it in your, your daily life. You know, Jesus would... would uh, Josh. Jesus. Joshua would have never won if Moses didn't have a squad. Jesus had a Jesus. Jo, Joshua won because Moses had a squad. When we connect to God, He gives us the advantage in life. Right? I'm going to say that again. When we connect to God, He gives us the advantage in life. Is there someone in this place that wants an advantage? Clap your hands. Yeah, there we go. I want to be an advantage youth ministry. I want to be an advantage person because I'm connected to God. So a squad lifted up Moses' arms, holding up his staff. In Exodus 4, we, looked at, we talked about Moses is telling God why he can't be used. And God asks, what's in your hand, right? We remember this? And he's like, Moses like, a staff broom, a broom staff. And, and what does Moses see? A stick. That's what Moses sees. What does God see? A snake. And who, who, who knows, like, we, we all go to the toilet, let's be real. What happens after the toilet? You get an empty roll. And, and, but what do I see? I see rubbish. When I see that empty toilet roll, I see rubbish. You go to, a, like, a, a kid in toddlers, what do they see? Give me another one of them and i got binoculars. You know what I mean? God is like a little kid. He's like, Moses, stop being too mature. You're seeing a stick here. I see a... a a snake. I see a supernatural ability. And sometimes we've got to get our little kid on and not just see what's not there, but we've got to have the imagination of heaven and go, I see what God sees. I see what God sees for my life. Yeah. Woo. All right. 
<laughs> and so Moses raised his staff, and what that tells us is, and like what the meaning is for us, what's in your hand? What has God given you? So God's given you responsibilities. God's given you talents. God's given you giftings. God's given you skill sets. What's in your hand? Do you see the stick or do you see the supernatural power of what that is in your life? Squads, your job is to make sure your friend, your Moses, gives their staff to God. That's the purpose of a squad. So, John T., your squad might be Orlando and Toyin. John, your squad might be me and Pete. Chloe, your squad might be um, Alana and Piper. I don't know what your squad is, but your squad's job is to get your gift raised to heaven. Right? I nearly knocked out (laughs) Ellie on the front row. So the lifting of the staff is symbolic of giving what your giving what's in your hand to God. Can I borrow Ethan? Get come out the front. You you dobbed in, right? Come on, quickly. You're an illustration. So who who wants to be Ethan's squad? Who wants to be right? Mariah, we got one, and and Jonty. All right. So what happens? We read in the Bible is that so they found a, a stone for Moses. Now Ethan to sit on. Ethan, sit on your stone. So then, and then. Then Moses, a.k.a. Ethan, has a staff, which we're going to say is singing ability, right? This is your singing ability. Now, this is, this is going to be pretty weird, but who's heard, who saw social media today? One Revolution. So we're going to have a youth band called One Revolution. It's going to be powerful thanks to Ethan, right? He's going to be pioneering this thing, and so he might have ability to sing. That's what's in his hand. God's given him the ability for worship and for singing, right? So what happens is, he lists, he goes, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm going to, re- I'll read my notes and it'll make more sense. Let's take singing. You can sing at a pub, cool, but that's um, a lowered staff. When you sing in church, worship God, glorify him, that's a lifted staff. When we use what God's given us to give God glory, we get the advantage. So my Aaron and her, my squad, can you help him lift up the staff when he's getting tired, right? So Oh, I was more envisioning it like this. If you hold it more like a weight, like this, yeah, sweet. If you hold both hands, whatever, and then hold his arms up, hold his arms up for him. Like, hold his arms up. There we go. There we go. So, so what the job is, so what, what a squad's job is to go, so John T would say to Ethan, you know what, this singing ability to start one, what's it called again? One revolution. This singing ability to start one revolution. One revolution, you know what? We're going to come around you and say, you know what? That goes to God. Hey, yeah, it's cool to sing on X Factor, but we've got to give glory to God. And when Moses or Ethan and the squad lifts that thing up to God, you know what? We win. You win. He, they're lifting up Ethan, for his gifting, his talent, but we win. We get the advantage. Thank you, Ethan. What other, there's so many other skills. Do we have any, other, do we have any musicians in here? Can I see a hand, a musician? What, what do you play, El, uh, Jasmine? Guitar. All right, great. All right, you're our new Moses. You're our new Moses. And then you've got a squad right next to you. Great. So do the Moses. Sit down. So Jasmine has her staff. She has her guitar playing. She, so she found the rock and then lifted up. So when, when Jasmine goes, you know what? I've got my gift to play guitar. I've got my staff. This is what's in my hand. And then her squad says, you know what? We're going to direct you to give that to God. You know what, Jasmine? So you're doing a director. You know what, Jasmine? You have this ability. We're going to help you say, you know what? That belongs in the kingdom of heaven. That belongs in church. That belongs in youth. 
we get the advantage. We win because the squads helped her set her sights on the proper things. Great job. And so we could go around every single one of you. We could go to Alana. Alana, what's your giftings? And we'll lift you up. We could go, Piper, what's your giftings? Lift it up. Amy, for all of us, there's something in your hand. And we as the squad members have to find it. Go, Sean, I see the gift. Let's give that to God. Because we want the advantage. And so that, that's it. We're going to pray. Does everyone understand that? And I believe if we get that concept one youth, that we can see someone's staff in their hand and go, God doesn't see a stick. He sees a snake. He sees a supernatural. But when we get our friend to lift that up, we win. The, the squad helps the community win. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. We thank you that there's squad members around us. As Pastor Rob even preached this morning about supernatural guidance, we pray that there'll be squads in our life that give us supernatural guidance, that help us lift our staff up to you, that we don't get distracted by the things of the world. There's nothing wrong with singing in a pub or being in a secular band or doing these other things. But God, we know that when we lift it up to you, we help the church win. We help one youth win. We help the kingdom of God advance. And that's what we're here for. And we just thank you that you can use us. Help us lift our eyes off our own limitations and see your supernatural power. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.